The filtheramic antenna is featured in this X4 model, along with dual speakers that fill the room with the best AM sound ever heard. All the DJs say, this one's on its way. It's the cream of the crop. It's the thing of the pops. Here's tomorrow's top to today. What's up, posers? Welcome to Punk Lotto Pod. I'm your co-host, Justin Hensley, and I'm flying solo today. Yes, that's right. It's just me. No Dylan today. He'll be back next week. This episode was kind of born out of necessity rather than uh, creative decision. (laughs) So listeners of the Patreon will know this, but uh, regular listeners don't. Uh, I am currently in the middle of some internet issues with my cable provider. Basically, I couldn't keep a signal for more than five to ten minutes at a time, so getting together to record a podcast was proving to be incredibly difficult. So instead of trying to put something out last minute, or even skipping a week, or posting another Patreon preview episode, I decided I would do something solo, because I can record this by myself, no problem. Now, those internet issues should be resolved now, and... Next week's episode should go up as planned, but yeah, it's just been a frustrating few weeks here in my home, so I came up with a couple different ideas for a solo episode, but nothing was really hitting me until I came up with this idea. So if if you've listened to the show for a while now, you'll know that we have done what we've called in the past Punk Lotto Radio. The first one of those, I don't think it had a specific theme to it. But the second one we did was a shoegaze-based one, which we put out in time for Valentine's Day, for our My Bloody Valentine's Day. And I I like the idea of doing a radio show, but I wanted to kind of come up with an angle. Like, I could have just picked songs that I liked. Sure, that's easy. Anyone can do that. But I also kind of already do that with the new release Friday bonus audio I I already do. So I went back to our roots and thought up of the old number generator and rate your music punk charts and i think i came up with a pretty fun idea for a radio episode that now i want to do again in the future so um i hope everyone likes this idea but let me run down what we're doing so i the way i'm doing this is for each selection i put in a number generator the years 1976 to 2023 and then selected 10 different years Then I went to RateYourMusic.com, went to the Punk Chart section, and put in the number of pages per year I selected. And then I went to that page that was selected and chose the first album that I knew. I didn't want to pick something I didn't already know or didn't know very well. So this will make more sense when I kind of lay it out. But yeah, I really like this. I I hope everyone else enjoys this and uh, we'll check out some fun tunes. All right, for our first selection, I got the year 1987, and then I wound up with page number seven. Cool. So the 80s, especially the late 80s, are not a great period for punk music. So it took me all the way up until page two to find an album that I'd actually heard before. So (laughs) what I landed on was The Blind Leading the Naked by The Violent Femmes. So this was the Violent Femmes' third full-length album. They're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And they were one of the earliest waves of alternative rock. Part of that college rock wave. 
Their sounds spun out of New Wave as well as some cowpunk in here. Violent Femmes always had a folky element to their songs. And I, you could make an argument that the Violent Femmes were one of the first folk punk bands. Obviously, that was not a term used back then. But the spirit is there. And everyone knows the first Violent Femmes record, it's a classic. Lesser known classic is the second record. But the third record is not really one that people talk about much. And this this album is really, really good. Um, I actually have a copy that was found at Goodwill. And uh, my friend sent me a photo of, you You wanted these records? And I was like, uh, I'll take that Violent Femmes record, please. Thank you. But yeah, this is a really enjoyable record. I think the first four or five Violent Femmes records are really good. Um, they start to fall off later, of course. But there's a very strong string of records in the front of their discography. And so the song I selected was I Held Her In My Arms. And this is a really upbeat tune. It's got way more production to it and instrumentation than most of the Violent Femmes normal catalog. There's sax on here. I think there's some keys on here as well. There's these huge gated 80s drums. Uh, it's a really fun song and probably one of the more standout tracks on this record. But yeah, so let's listen to it. This is I Held Her In My Arms by the Violent Femmes. I can't even remember 
Okay, for my next selection, uh, I got the year 2012, and the page number was 30, and I was very excited when I came across Let's Get You Somewhere Else by the band Luther. So if you're unfamiliar with them, Luther were a DIY band from Philadelphia. They were criminally underrated. They play a style of indie rock that was influenced heavily by 90s alternative rock. They kind of fit into that Heartland Punk sound of bands like Timeshares. And there's some similarities to the band Sundials as well, if you remember them. This was the band's first full-length album and was their follow-up to the incredible Siblings and Sevens EP in 2011. I, I never really got the feeling that Luther got their due, unfortunately. I saw them play at Fest one year, and they were one of my favorite performances that whole weekend. And I just really liked their style. I think they may have been a little bit ahead of the game as far as the type of music they were playing. Because it seems like you have way more bands now who were playing similar to what Luther were. And so for this album, I chose the song The Glory Bees which has an incredible chorus on it. That's the main reason why I selected it. Luther had these really great, bittersweet melodies that were on all of their tracks. And just, I really loved the band Luther. I, I hate that they, they called it quits after this. But yeah, this, this is a great, great song off of a great record. So let's listen to The Glory Bees by Luther. Those days I could call barely breathing Rocking sores and we were losing track Scratch the surface till it scratches back Until we're cracked up like the ceiling For all the lips and lungs in this room I cannot speak or breathe or get through this I'll sweetly slip into this bitterness Next year I wound up on was 2006, and I got page number 23 and landed on Black Mambas by O Pioneers. O Pioneers were a folk 
punk post-hardcore band from Houston, Texas, and they were one of the more critically acclaimed folk punk bands at the time. Black Mamas was their first full-length album, and the band at this time only consisted of drummer Jeff Groban and singer-guitarist Eric Solomon. And this album basically just consists of Solomon screaming along and beating on his guitar with just a cacophony of steel strings. I don't know if he used an effect on his guitar or if he was just playing like one of those resonator guitars or something like that. It's clangy, (laughs) which is not what you really think of with folk punk. It was a very urgent sounding record that uh, felt like the band was trying to capture these songs before they could escape. The band ran from 2004 to 2011, and they followed this record with their well-regarded album Neon Creeps, as well as some splits with Bomb the Music Industry and AJJ. After they broke up, Solomon started a new band called Tiny Empires, which is a much more post-hardcore band, full band, electric, not just acoustic. But they only released one LP and one EP, unfortunately. They were really good, too. And so off this record, I chose the song Enemies on Speed Dial because it's a really fun early 60s rock and roll tune with a big La Bamba feel to it, which you'll you'll get when you hear it right away. But uh, yeah, very much enjoyed O Pioneers. So let's take a listen to Enemies on Speed Dial by... Oh, pioneers. My next year is 1983, and I landed on page 16. 
It's in the 80s, and I don't like going back that far back into the 80s on these charts, because usually there's not much back there. But I did find one I knew. So I picked Dream Life by The Lifesavers. The Lifesavers were a Huntington Beach band and one of the earliest Christian punk bands. The Lifesavers are especially notable for being the first band by Michael Knott, extremely prolific musician who released over 30 albums under his various different monikers, under his name, the Ellis Underground name, and Aunt Betty's, and Aunt Betty's Ford. Mike Knott is one of my all-time favorite musicians and uh, definitely, definitely underrated so not only is this record notable for being a Mike Knott band, but it's also notable for the story kind of going behind it. So Dream Life is the first Lifesavers album where Mike is the primary songwriter. Now, the story about this record is that they recorded the record with Mike as the lead singer, but there was a band dispute and Mike wound up leaving the band and he was mixed out of the record and dubbed over. He's also not credited either. Very funny. These are his songs, yet he doesn't get any credit for it, but that's fine. I think he owns it, owns the rights to it now, so he wins in the end. <laughs> Lifesavers were kind of a surfy new wave band, but when Mike took over, they would shift into a more gothy sound with the changing the band name from Lifesavers to Lifesavers Underground and later LS Underground and later LSU. I'm not a huge fan of this album, but there are some really fun tracks on here. I chose the song Glamour Girls for everyone. This is a short song. It's like a minute long, exactly. But it's a really fun track and probably one of the harder sounding songs on the album. So enjoy Glamour Girls by The Lifesavers. Okay, next, I got the year 1995 and page number 25, and I landed on Whirlpool by the band Whirlpool. I've talked about this band here before, I want to say maybe on some I'm listenings on the Patreon, but for those unfamiliar, Whirlpool were an indie punk band from Long Beach, California, who were signed to Revelation Records. So we're talking about a... What do we call these bands on Revelation Records that are not the hardcore bands? Rev Emo is one thing I say, but this one's not so much an emo band. So there's definitely like an alternative rock emo lane of Revelation Records during the 90s. So this is a very melodic album, very driving. The band was fronted by dual singers Rachel Stolt and Rodney Sellers. Sellers, as well as the band's drummer Scott McPherson, were also in the legendary Sensefield. Whirlpool were less emo-sounding than Sensefield, but there are some similarities to their music. This was the band's first album, and they would go on to release another one in 1996 called Liquid Glass. I wouldn't say this record is anything groundbreaking, but I really, really enjoy the second track on here. 
It is called The Sound. And uh, the first verse has these jangly guitars with some John Doe and Exine Cervenka style harmonies over top. It's a very cool sound. Really, this song feels like it could have been a minor hit on some alternative radio, but alas, that did not happen. So let's listen to The Sound by Whirlpool. the 90s i got the year 1997 next and the page number 10 and i found peg boy's cha-cha d'amour i've spoken before about how peg boy is probably one of the more underrated bands today i guess when you think about what modern audiences are listening to and the records from the 90s that people talk about they don't typically talk that much about peg boy which is very upsetting because Peg Boy were incredible. They came from the very busy Chicago punk scene. Formed by Naked Ray Guns' John Haggerty, this was the band's third full-length album, and it was produced by Steve Albini. It would also be their final record, and the band would break up in the year 2000. Though I was fortunate enough to get to see Peg Boy play at Fest 16, even if they were playing at the horrible-sounding 8 Seconds. It's, this, it's the second biggest venue in Gainesville, and yet it sounds like shit and always has. And I've hated seeing bands there because you also can't see from barely any angles. So sorry to bury eight seconds, but I did like seeing Pegboy there. 
Wish I could have seen them in a better venue, of course. Uh, let's go with the song Danger Mare. The one thing I noticed about this song was that there's a very strong Patty from D4 and Ryan from Off With Their Heads feel to the vocals, which makes sense because I know for a fact that those guys were influenced by Peg Boy. So it's a really, really good song. I like them quite a bit. Also, this record's really fun because they do a cover of Surrender by Cheap Trick. And um, here's a hot take for you. It's better than the original. Hey, Dave, put it on your show. So let's listen to Danger Mare by Peg Boy. jump back up to the year 2009 and i got page number 28 and i jumped out of my seat when i saw this album it is neon horse and their album haunted horse songs of love defiance and delusion so pumped when i saw that there was a neon horse record on this page neon horse was a mystery band who signed to tooth and nail records the identities of the band were hidden claiming that they were made up of failed los angeles artists and so when the band was originally announced and we heard the first song, Dylan and I were like, who is this? Who is this? And it's pretty obvious right away that the lead singer is Mark Salomon of Stavesacre and the Crucified fame. Mark has a very unmistakable voice, but he's going by the name Norman Horse on here. As far as a guitarist, it took us a little longer to figure that out, but eventually it, it became pretty obvious 
once we've started listening to his other work, and it is Jason Martin of Starflyer 59. Especially if you listen to the Starflyer record, My Island, it's very much the same style of guitar playing that he's doing on that record. And then the rhythm section was rounded out by Stephen Dale and Alex Albert of the band Project 86. And there were keys on this album rumored to be played by Ronnie Martin, brother of Jason Martin, of Joy Electric fame. So this was the second Neon Horse album. I love it almost as much as the first record. I love both of their albums so much. They have a new wavy post-punk sound to all their records. And every song on this album is a lot of fun. But I went with probably the most straightforward song, Strange Town. It's a really cool groovy guitar line and some spooky synths on here. Uh, but Mark's voice really bounces back and forth from his his low croon, like his really famous sounding voice, to this cartoonish high voice that he only ever did in Neon Horse. He never did this voice in any of the other bands. Very weird. But yeah, this is Strange Town by Neon Horse. Okay, now we're going back in time to the year 1979, and I got page number three, so I selected Cast of Thousands by The Adverts, and The Adverts were one of the first wave of British punk bands who experienced some of the first highs of UK punk. They had a hit song, Gary Gilmore's Eyes, 
and the band featured Gay Edvert, who is credited as the first female punk star. I'm sure uh, <laughs> that's a dubious claim, but uh, maybe maybe there is just a little bit more of a rock star energy to the adverts. Their first record, Crossing the Red Sea, is one of the best UK punk albums of all time. This is their second full-length album, and they experimented a little bit on here. What They wound up sounding more New Wave, but... New Wave wasn't a thing, really, yet, so they are kind of ahead of the game. They would wind up breaking up in 1979, but they left behind a legacy of two excellent albums. And so off of this record, I chose the song Television's Over, which reminds me some of, like, Bored Teenagers, which was off their first record. It's a very strong song, probably the best song off of the album. So let's listen to Television's Over by The Adverts.
Okay, returning to the 90s, I got the year 1991, and page number four, easy, on here, it is Soar by Sam I Am. Sam I Am are one of my all-time favorite bands, but for some reason, the first couple albums by them, I just really don't go back to. Part of that is, they're pretty rough-sounding. The self-titled Soar and Billy, they're good songs on here, but the records are really long. They're both, they're all three of them over 40 minutes. And you know me, I got a short attention span. And you know me, I have a short attention span. But Soar is probably the one I've listened to the least out of the first three. And I'm kind of mad at myself for sleeping on it. Because revisiting it, I was like, man, these songs are really good. I don't know why I don't come back to these more often. Though Sam I Am is a band that I think has gotten better over time. Which is kind of the opposite of what happens with punk bands punk bands typically people are like oh yeah the first couple are the best i think the middle period is when they get at their best and honestly their last record trips is one of my favorites by them and they have a new record coming out soon that i'm very much looking forward to so cannot wait for that a lot of good songs on here and i had a hard time choosing which track to use but i eventually decided to go with the opener clean the main reason why I selected it is because it kind of sets the tone for the entire record. So if you listen to this, you'll get kind of what they're doing overall. Plus, there's a really awesome chorus on here as well. But let's listen to Clean by Sam I Am. <laughs>
All right, our final selection. We're jumping back to the year 2019. We're moving forward in time. Not, we're going back to the future, if you will. And I got number page number 18. And I got page number 18. And that is The Gate by Pleasure Leftists. Pleasure Leftists are from Cleveland, Ohio, and they're an awesome post-punk band that features members of Nine Shock Terror and the Homo Stupids, two bands you would not ever expect when listening to the Pleasure Leftists. Dylan and I covered one of their albums probably back in one of our Halloween Spectaculars, like years ago at this point, one of their EPs. But The Gate was their most recent album to date. It's their second full-length album, and they hadn't put one out in four years by that time this one came out. And when it came out, I was thinking, is this the best record that they have released? And revisiting it, it might be. I need to go revisit the first LP just to see. But yeah, Pleasure Leftists are such a really, really good band. Lead singer has such a cool, cool voice. I wound up selecting the song The Conversation, which is the second track on the album. It's a really strong tune with a great chorus to it. So let's listen to The Conversation by Pleasure Leftists.
right, everyone. That'll do it for the show this week. I really hope you all enjoyed this, and maybe you heard something you you didn't know and enjoyed and want to check out more. I really like the idea of this, and I want to do more of these in the future, so we'll keep this on the back burner, so maybe if I have to do another solo episode in the future, uh, we'll do this again. If you want to hear more from us, head on over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash punklottopod. For $1, you get access to all of our weekly bonus audio. Not quite sure what Dylan and I are going to do to correspond with this episode, but we'll have something up this week. And you can also check out our new release Friday bonus audio every single week. We've got videos on there. We've got other extra bonus audio. I've got other podcasts that I put out through there. You Lost Me There, which is a podcast where we talk about the moments where you stopped being a fan of a band. And then we also have a series called The Comps That Made Us, which is where I go through compilations that were important to me growing up. So we hope you check that out. We are also on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at PunkLottoPod. We have an email address, that's PunkLottoPod at gmail.com, and a voicemail line, which is 202-688-PUNK. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. This is WJZY TV 46 in Belmont signing off another broadcast day. Join TV 46 at 6 a.m. for more movies and more entertainment on Charlotte's only independent station. Good night. Good night. Good night. It's time to say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. What more is there to say? But good night.